when did you turn 30? God damn it. Uh, I turned it last month, so. Oh, you got a whole year. Yup. You have a whole year to die for everyone's sins. <laughs> You are now rolling with the Slick in the Beard podcast. Speaking of nostalgia, Jacob. Yes. Yes, that's me. I think, uh, yeah, that is you. (laughs) But I was just going to say that... uh, I think we're rolling with the uh, Slick in the Beard podcast. We are rolling again, absolutely. And you are, um, I would probably say, my go-to nostalgia person. <laughs> um, any any old thing I remember, which you know doesn't happen a lot with me. You know, I'm not a a huge nostalgia nostalgic person. But I always come, I always come to you and ask if you remember and. You either bust out laughing or, or you tell me a story about it or, or whatever it is. You always have something. I'm usually usually the guy with it. I guess it's because you're old as fuck, Jacob. Oh, God. That's what it seems like most of the time. Are you 33 or 32? I am 33 now. Sad, so, sad days. <laughs> I, I was going to mention uh, we had... These children's Bibles, you've probably seen them. Like they were, there was a whole set of them. They were big, almost like a textbook size, but they were kind of skinny. They were all blue. Yeah. They had some image on them. You remember those? Let me see. I bet I had yeah. it as well. Yeah, we we had them, and those are definitely nostalgic. Like, um, oh, you're talking about like the ones that they used to have at the uh, doctor's Everywhere. offices. Dude, yeah. Yes, yes. I totally remember those. Like, those were ridiculous that you would see them. You know? Just every every doctor's office that you went to, there was always the first issue of it or whatever. Yep. And I was like, wow, that's that's insane. Or the one you've already read. Yeah. It's never the one you haven't read. <laughs> yeah, it's always issue one. You know? Just, uh, Are we about to segue into nostalgic doctor's office trips now? Oh, I really hope not, man. You know what I mean, though. Yeah. Tell me, tell me the, tell me the doctor's office trips aren't nostalgic for some reason. Yeah, like some of them are. Like you can think about, you know, being an elementary school kid and sitting looking at magazines and old things that were like two or three months old back then. That you look at it now and it's like, man, that was old. <laughs> it's crazy how our perception of things, like what we used to think was old and shit. Yeah, that's that's real crazy. But like, something that I've noticed about millennials basically is that nostalgia is humongous with them. Oh, it is. Like, oh my it's god. Not- I feel like a big reason for it with, you know, the internet coming up when it did, we can actually prove that, you know, we did have a pretty cool childhood. Like, we were the first ones that could really show that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like your fucking uncles and your dad and shit talk, telling stories about playing fucking jacks and shit, like, or marbles, like... Get the fuck out of here, dude. What is that? What do you have to be nostalgic about? Yeah, like, that kind of stuff. But it's, ah, you don't, you don't notice that kind of thing. Like, they said, yeah, you know, we'd play that and, like, lawn darts and, uh, oh, God, what were some of the things that my mom used to talk about playing? Just things like that, you know? Lawn darts, I actually would like to get a try, though. Oh, man, like, the old lawn darts, those... I don't know. I don't know if I'd be too keen Very on doing that. Oh yeah, they're they're I mean, bad you know, most we places. All the time, though, you know? Yeah, but not with so a uh, like... 
like no, no. three pound dart. Projectile, no. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we've had some close calls with the twenty-five gram steel tip darts we've used. Yeah. Much less, however much those are. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're like a couple pounds probably because they were like legit steel. You know, like a piece of. Oh yeah, and um, then, you know, especially early on too, they were some realistic. I mean, some real fucking chunks of metal. Oh, yeah, they were dangerous. But, uh, they yeah. They had them sharp as hell, too, because they thought people were smart enough not to get in the way. Yeah, don't stand under the dart. Uh, uh, who threw it? I can't see it. <laughs> Sun's in my eyes. <laughs> Smack right in the head. Fuck that. Yeah, but, yeah, like you said, you know, it was, like, the first time that we were able to actually, like, prove that kind of stuff because everything was getting recorded at that time you know like the late 90s and the early 2000s like people like my age and like maybe a couple years older were going ahead and like starting to like archive their stuff you know yep a lot of like I mean you see a lot of people that are celebrities now or um you know, over the past decade, really, where they'll, you know, after they're famous, you know, they'll release, they'll show these old videos of them from, like, 90-fucking-three, you know, of them doing the same whatever they they were famous for, but, you know, they're, like, 15 years old, and, you know, a lot of kids that had those, um, those, uh, recorders, what were they, what were they, fucking camcorders, were those called? Ah. <sighs> There was a bunch of them that were out, but yeah, just like a video camera back then. Like you knew a motherfucker back then. If their family had a video camera like that, the kids were either fucking nerds, the whole family was nerds, or the kids, and probably the dad too, were fucking rad as fuck, and were like skating and surfing and fucking BMX and all kinds of shit like that. Yeah. Oh my god. Just knowing that whole era of like the early 2000s where everybody was going to make a jackass video. No matter what. Oh my god. We dude. did no matter so how many, warnings. many. Just so many of them, man. <laughs> I mean, that was really. I mean, we grew up on jackass, really. Yeah. Like that was. I mean, I think jackass has directly influenced. I mean, look around at any comedy today TikTok, other movies, like. I mean, you can see the influence pretty much anywhere you look. Yeah, it it's it's everywhere. That's for sure, man. And just we all we all did that stuff. <laughs> we shouldn't have been doing that stuff, but we did. It was it was awesome. I remember, uh, what was I, thirteen, fourteen, making videos, like antiquing people. That was hilarious. Jumping off of garages and. Oh, you were antiquing people? Oh my god, yeah, dude. We so yeah. did that. <laughs> we did a lot of the, like, either the flower bombs in the shower. Oh. Antiquing. Um, a lot of those, got a lot of those. One of my brothers fucking stuck a bouillon cube, I don't know if it's beef or chicken, in the goddamn shower head one day before I took a shower. <laughs> so the whole time I just had this fucking potent as beef smell <laughs> and I don't know where the fuck it's coming from oh, what like, a savory shower though and, and I, yeah yeah sure Jacob but I don't believe he ever would have even done that if he hadn't seen something similar on fucking jackass oh no like no way you know and then Dunn had that whole show that he uh he just did pranks on people that was the whole Dunn show. show yeah it was a. Uh, oh, called Homewrecker, I think. Oh, wait. I do want to say I remember that. I heard it was not as good as the other. Oh, it, like it was alright, though. Viva La Bam. I've never seen it. I'll have to check it out. I don't... Oh, if I can find the episode, though. Yeah, if I can find... I want to say I've seen it. Kind of almost like a... Like a punk. Yeah, kind of. Like, it would be... He would, he uh... Was like an off-brand Ashton Kutcher. Oh, well, I mean, he was better at Ashton Kutcher for that type of thing. But, uh, like, he would yeah. he would talk to somebody, and they would be like, yeah, we're going to prank this one guy. And he'd be like, all right, we're going to do this massive, like, uh, 
this massive prank that he would just like mess up somebody's entire like house or room or something and then like oh yeah with like a bulldozer or some shit or just I, I've definitely seen something like that he would just trash the house and like prank the prank him and everything but like he um in between some of those segments he would have like how to prank your friends and have random small little pranks that you can do for uh, things like that quick tidbits <laughs> yeah like uh one of them was uh I remember it it was um uh flurries or something like that and you take the little white pieces that you get when you punch holes and you put them inside of a uh like air vent in their car just like loaded up and as soon as they turn their air on it just blows in their face what dude I know I've had to have fucking seen that shit what was it that he put in there it was like the those little punch out pieces from a a oh, uh, like a hole, a hole punch. punch yeah dude I've definitely seen that I'm about, to, I'm about to Google. I mean, it came on MTV, surely, right? Yeah, it was. I don't know if they... Or maybe Comedy Central, I don't know. No, it was on MTV. <laughs> I've definitely seen... I don't know if I watched it when it was coming on, like, back then. But I've definitely seen clips of it, at least. Oh, my God. I'm about to watch and see when I get a chance. Oh, man, this hurts. Just... <laughs> I was trying to look it up, and then I just find, you know stuff where he died and I was just like oh man that hurts so fucking bad yeah. like so I mean, really, bad for us obviously you know but I mean you see how it affected fucking Bam you know oh my god dude he I don't think he's coming I back have, <laughs> from that no unfortunately and Bam dude I literally like growing up Bam was like like I'm not gonna say he was my idol but like he was, like, the coolest motherfucker. Like, or one of the coolest motherfuckers. Like, to me, just watching him on Jackass and people of Bam, like, it didn't get much cooler in Bam, and now to see him how he is in this, that hurts. I know. Like, he was cool and everything. He's, like, one of the dude, like, one of the boys, you know? Like, everybody knew somebody like him, you know? Yeah. Like, everybody but had somebody time, that was did. like that. But he was also just more than uh, anyone else too. Like he was just—I mean, he was—he re- was different. Oh yeah, he was awesome though. He was kind of a dick though. Oh, for sure. But hey, that's part of the charm, right? Yeah. That's why people love me. <laughs> but see, you're a southern dick, not a northern dick, which is what he was. No, dude, those. Pennsylvania motherfuckers. Yup. Exactly. Dude, his cracks me up. <laughs> Fucking Philly. Oh, man. Did you, ever, did you ever watch any of the CKY videos that they did, too? Like the uh, original ones? Yeah. Yeah, like with the... Um, I remember one with the... Um, with the shopping cart, right? Oh, yeah, those... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen quite a few of them, I believe. Doing that was so fun and so horrible, but it was so good. (laughs) Oh, the shopping cart thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, it it was not really enjoyable at all, but we would do it anytime someone in the group, when we were anywhere with shopping carts, if someone said it to someone else, you bet your ass they were going to fucking do it. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Like... Like, everybody hated it. Because you immediately, you're in pain, you're complaining as soon as you get up. Like, can hardly walk back to the fucking car. Terrible idea. Yeah, unless you knew how to do it, you know? Like, if you were going to do it, you had to jump as soon as it hit that curve. As soon as you hit that curve, you had to get out of that thing or you were going to get fucked up. Like, royally fucked up, dude. And a lot of good men died like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you definitely had to... You know, it's not something you're gonna... Once you do it the first time, you know what not to do. Oh, yeah. Now, if you're able to do that every time or not, 
chances are pretty low, but you at least know what to expect. Yeah, at least you've done it and you have the idea of what you're about to do anyway. What other kind of uh, hoodlum shit did you do, Jacob? Did y'all ever go ding-dong ditching? See, <laughs> so what's funny about that is that I, whenever I was growing up, I lived like off of a main highway, not in a subdivision or anything like that. It was like sort of out in the middle of nowhere, but you know, yeah. right off of a main road. So like, I never really got to hang out with people in a subdivision oh, and do those wow. kinds of things gotcha. and all of that. So I never really had well. that kind of thing going on until <laughs> I was 18. <laughs> oh, Lord. And that was, oh my God, it was so fun. Like, I used to go over to my buddy's house, and um, he was in a big neighborhood, a big neighborhood, dude. And we would go, and we'd just roll houses and saran wrap trees and shampoo yards and fork yards and it was so oh, fun yeah, i was gonna say you ever fork a yard oh man so fun and i'm like i'm 18 i will get arrested for this thing but it is so fun <laughs> Dude, there's just something about it man it's like it's almost pure man it's like damn this is what humans are supposed to be fucking doing with their time <laughs> so ridiculous it's like i'm throwing toilet paper into a tree like ding dong ditch bro that was our thing like me and my brothers yeah. so like if we had cousins or somebody that was coming over to stay the night or even just come over like they knew before they even got there motherfucker you better be wearing some fucking shoes that that fucking tie because we are going to play ding dong ditch all night and everyone knew that and everyone fucking loved us for it because their parents wouldn't let them do it. And we were always lucky enough. You know, we lived um, in that big trailer park in Columbia. Yeah. Behind the uh, coal plant for a while. Um, and then we lived right behind Spring Hill. We didn't live in, or the high school. We didn't live in the subdivision behind it. We lived right outside of it. Yeah. But I mean, we, yeah, we were very lucky growing up. We had a lot of, a lot of fun. Oh, God, that was, that was good. Like, I miss having that kind of time and doing that kind of stuff and it's like some of that nostalgia yeah some of that nostalgia of stuff of me looking up stuff whenever I was a you know elementary school kid and like a middle schooler and stuff I just look it up and I'm just like man I want to be that happy again <laughs> I miss it so much never again Jacob never I know again. and I just sit here and just try to rekindle it and try to do what I can, and I do what every 30-year-old does. <laughs> of course, I'm about to get all philosophical and fucking deep here, because that's what I do for some fucking reason. But, you know, surely we're, we, we have moments in our adult life where we're just as happy as our, you know, childhood, right? But, but there's so much else that we're aware of that those moments are just so much shorter, and they don't seem to last as long, you know? It's also a different type of happiness, you know? Whereas, uh, yeah, you're, yeah. whenever you're a kid, you see the world a whole lot different, you know? You're not so hardened, is the, I guess, the best term for that. You know, you're not so desensitized to certain things, and, like, you're able to have this kind of gleeful feeling and it not be, you know, weird. Yeah, you know, I think, um, what was that second word you used to describe it? Um, that was perfect. Why can I not remember? You just said it. I just said it. I'm going to be listening to it when I edit this again, and I'll be like, why did I not remember that word? God damn it. It wasn't desensitized, was it? Yes, it was. Okay. I, yeah, I was going to, go. to suggest that, and that is, um, I feel like it's probably overused these days, but, I mean, that was perfect right there. And I think that's one of the problems that we have you know, as millennials, you know, we get a lot of shit for, you know, being depressed and talking about our feelings and all that kind of stuff, but as much as I hate to use it as many times as I have, 9-11 fucked all of us up. <laughs> it fucked us I, up, I dude. mean, yeah. I, yeah, it did. Um, <clears throat> very badly. I mean, right in that crucial time in so many kids' lives, you know. Um, which I mean, obviously, any time 
you know, that would happen. It would be at someone's, you know, crucial teenage years. But, um, yeah, millennials kind of, you know, really, if you think about it, fucking Columbine, 9-11, and then it was downhill from there, dude. You know, what the fuck? Well, see, mine we, goes back. And we're the first ones where that's actually been... Like, there were mass shootings. There were several tragedies like that pre-Columbine. Right, but they there weren't were quite publicized a few, but nobody, Yeah, exactly. So with the internet and everything the way it was, it was blasted in our face, you know? Yeah. Well, see, my stuff goes back even further. Like, you, uh, you're a 92 kid, so... Yeah, I'm a little younger. <laughs> I remember 95, and I remember Oklahoma City happening. Oh, wow. Like, that's... I can still remember being at my great-grandmother's house. Really? Then watching TV and it coming on, showing that building just blown up, half of it gone. And I was just like, whoa, that's insane. Did we, did we know right away who it was? Or was there an investigation around it? Oh, my God, no. Like, I watched a documentary about it a couple of years ago. Do you know what they said on TV when it first happened? I'm not sure I even want to know, Jacob. (laughs) 1995. This was a Muslim attack. Yeah, and it started early, huh? I was like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? They were really going ahead and calling out that kind of stuff then? But, I mean, this was after... uh, Mm -hmm. Well, the bombing the of the War. World Trade Center, too. Well, I mean, the Gulf War, too, already, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you've heard Juicy by uh, Notorious B.I.G., right? Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. So if you know whenever he says, blow up like the World Trade, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was from the bombing that happened in, like, 91, Oh, 92. no, no, I know. I've had to... I've had to shut several uh, conspiracy theorists down because um, they always a lot of people try to say that, you know how did Biggie know about the World Trade Center when he died in 97 or 96 yeah and I'm like yeah two different events there about about 10 years apart or yeah. 9 years apart right little little difference there well 91 92 yeah 92 to Oh, one would but be you, nine years. But you know, those types, they don't... You tell them something, you show them something, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, they're gonna believe what they want. But yeah, that's what it started out was, was that they were saying that that was a Muslim attack, and then they started backtracking stuff and diving deeper into it, and found out about Timothy McVeigh. Fucking weirdo, dude. Now you got fucking some nerve to try to just... I mean, what the fuck? You gotta be thinking to go through with something like that. Especially something that intricate, like, that you know he had to have planned out. He did. For a very long time, which means he had plenty of time to realize, damn, man, I probably shouldn't fucking do this. The problem with that is that he didn't care. Yeah, very true. Because that building in particular was a target for the extreme right for a while. I don't say extreme right. Uh, they oh, they were <laughs> far right. No, I'm kidding. Extreme right is better, I think. You remember the uh, that group that I told you about that I watched that documentary about a few months ago? Um, NWA. No. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Different type of gang there. Um, <laughs> oh, what were their names? But it was like it was a group of people that they were trying to take out the government like that Jesus. yeah oh um are we talking about it on the podcast no we were talking about it at work i believe the um oh star uh what is it uh, is it star something i want to look it up heaven's gates no no what they were that? trying to Stay take out the government Jeez, trying to play a video on me now uh yeah the order the order yep Sounds like something out of a video game. Uh, yeah, it was one, but this was in the 80s. Oh. <laughs> it was in the 80s, and they were a group of of the extreme right that were 
hell-bent on taking out the government. I do not know much about them. I'll have to, uh, I'll have, you know, you know me, I'll have to, I'll have to look that up. I'll be doing uh, probably fucking two or three days worth of random reading about it. Yeah, well, I mean, the uh, videos that I watch, the little documentary series about extremism in America starts out with that and then goes oh, up to... Okay. Uh, on Netflix? No, it's on YouTube. Oh, nice. Yeah, it goes from that to uh, the siege on the Capitol. When? Uh, last year. January 6th? Yeah. Dude, Jacob. <laughs> siege? Do not fucking call it a siege. No, whatever. <laughs> we'll say the riot on the Capitol. No, riot, insurrection, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Not insurrection. <laughs> Go watch... The videos of the cops letting opening the fucking doors for them and shit, letting them in, like letting them in, like the whole thing is just I it should not have happened. Don't get me wrong, it's fucking bullshit. It was disgusting, terrible. We should take our problems to the government when we have them. However, not in we that have way. to verify that they're real. You know, we have to actually have real problems. We can't. Yep make something up without proving it, you know? Anyway. Yeah, outside of that. But anyways, good set of but stuff always... to watch. <laughs> but to circle it back around and off of... Sorry. <laughs> off of that for right now. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just reminiscing about that kind of stuff, you know? It's one of the it's one of the things that I talk about in therapy, too. <laughs> just, oh, for real? Yeah, my nostalgia and all of that. It's ridiculous. Like... Uh... I don't know what I'm going to talk in about in therapy yet. Never done it yet, but um, I'm looking forward to doing it eventually. Yeah, I mean... Once I quit bullshitting. The thing about doing therapy is that you go in with an open mind. Don't be preconceived about something that you're going to want to do. Just go into it and just right. be open to anything, basically. My only issue is right now, like at this point in my life, like I'm still actually noticing things about me that I do not like, you know what I mean? Like, like, or issues that I have. Like, before, you know, I would just wouldn't see him or I would ignore him or whatever. I don't know. But now I'm actually conscious about a lot of them. And uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to make sure I'm ready to, because uh, I know going there would open that up even more, I'm sure, you know? Oh, for sure it does. But. And I look forward to that. I, I want to know, you know, how to get better how to be a better person you know yeah it, it definitely helps you know just having that talk for however long of a session it definitely helps you out with everything you know just to hear somebody giving you that type of feedback that's something different that you wouldn't get from most other people it, yep. it's definitely nice to have and it's someone too that you know you can vent to pretty much anyone you know you can tell anyone what's going on but I mean, there's got to be a feeling of uh, comfort and relief when you're sitting there. And I don't know if they all do, but I think most of them have their degrees on the walls and shit in their office, right? Like, knowing that that person actually understands human beings and the way our minds work. Well, not fully, of course, obviously. But, you know, because a lot of people just don't get it because they have so much going on in their own head. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of tough whenever you're not able to analyze that kind of stuff without having an understanding you know and I think that was one of the issues that our parents generation really had was that there wasn't enough known about it so they didn't really get what was going on a lot of the times I mean they were they were terrified to talk about anything like that oh yeah I mean they thought it was a weakness you know they didn't realize everybody I mean it's okay to have weaknesses everybody has them yeah. but how do you get better how do you grow yeah how do you get better you know instead of hiding it i don't know it's something something that's strange that's definitely on the uh mental health episode that we're gonna do too yep childhood trauma oh god it keeps getting passed down but yeah now you know what um was really fucking dope though hey arnold dude okay so do you know the origins of hey arnold i'm kind of crayons or some shit i don't know um did you, no, I do not know. Did you watch much Sesame Street back in the day? Jake, do I need to remind you who the fuck you're talking to? No, I did not watch Sesame Street. <laughs> well, that's, you know, 
the bummer in itself, but this is where he was initially before he became the show that you knew. Seen it on Discord? Yeah. Oh. oh, I got two. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, that first one, that was fucking crazy. I totally forgot that that was their sign for a while at one of their animation studios. Holy shit, I forgot about that too, bro. <laughs> That's even That was worse. a huge aspect. I mean, it's so obvious looking back. I know, like, damn. But I think I have seen that Arnold there. Yep. Why is he strapped into a recliner? Uh, because he's going on a trip in his imagination. This was before he had any friends. Yep. That was before he lived in the uh, apartment building in New York. Arnold was, um, I know earlier we were talking about Bam Margera, which is a real person, but Arnold was, I mean, he's one of the coolest motherfucking cartoon characters of all time, too, especially children's cartoons, you know? Yeah. Him and uh, Gerald, that's like a good fucking friendship right there, man. Oh, yeah, well, Gerald, obviously cool as fuck too black people basically invented being cool <laughs> um, so Gerald obviously gets the nod there but like Arnold tying his uh, jacket around his waist bro I literally used to do that because of him yeah well his his flannel but I mean god he was he was so good like the episodes and the stuff that happened in that show was so good yeah like you said earlier like you grew up kind of in a, a more rural area and I did too, but like I said, I was closer to a few neighborhoods a few times because we moved a lot growing up. But I was so fucking jealous of of their neighborhood. Yeah. And like all the kids, the vacant lot, they like everything they did. There was just like fucking what fifteen of them. Yeah. And like, dude, it was just so cool, man. You just had like everybody represented in that whole group too. It was great. They really did. Yep, they had um white kids, black kids, Asians I mean, fat kids skinny kids, geeks all uh, that stuff, geeks, you know yeah, like, I mean it was, it was really just a great show, honestly, like, I mean even looking back, like, the lessons that they would, that, that each episode would be about, you know, we're usually pretty deep now, you know, looking back on it yeah, I mean um, I watched a video around Christmas time this year, over the, uh the Christmas episode where Mr. Wynn gets uh, selected by Arnold to be like Secret Santa and stuff like that, and yeah. uh, Arnold kept trying to figure out what he wanted to get him to like, you know, show him something meaningful and all that. And this motherfucking kid, fucking kid, in like the late '90s, finds his fucking daughter that he hadn't seen since they got separated in the Vietnam War. Like, yeah. that was awesome as shit, you know. And the way they, but the way they presented it, like it made sense to us as kids, even you know. Yeah, like you really want to help somebody like, out shit. like that. Like they, like the time frame and everything too. I remember thinking like, holy shit, Vietnam, you know, like that's a long time ago. Like, like they made you understand like. And it wasn't that the, long ago. The seriousness, of, well, I mean back then when you're eight years old, <laughs> what thirty years is a very long time. Ago. Yeah, like twenty. 25 years is a lot back then. Hey Arnold what was, was the good. Episode with, wasn't there like a singer too that, well not, that was Randy Travis right? Yeah that was Mr. Wynn's singing voice. Oh yeah yeah. I want to say there was well no that was him yeah. That was his introduction episode when just somebody singing that's all I remembered. Yeah it was a but it was him like doing country like, or something like that. Yeah. I know he sounded really, I mean obviously he was trying to drive it, so he sounded super good. You know what's something that's really funny? Like Mr. Wynn having Randy Travis as a singing voice? Do you remember the episode of King of the Hill and Boomhauer's singing voice? Uh, who, was it Randy Travis also? No. Oh, hold on, hold on. Fuck. I know this. Fuck. Give me the person's initials. Can you do that? VG. Oh, Vince Gill. Yeah. Fuck, I knew that, yeah. <laughs> that was just so funny to hear yeah. that come out of Boomhauer. <laughs> Especially because, like, Vincent, I mean, obviously, incredible voice. I don't know if you've ever heard his, uh, there's a certain version he does of Go Rest High on That Mountain. <clears throat> it's a song about Keith Whitley uh, dying, you know? Yeah. But there's a version of that song, I, I think it's a live version, too, where he's singing it, and it's just... 
I mean, I'm not even religious. Uh, it's kind of a religious song. Well, but I mean, he just fucking crushes it. I mean, it's probably one of the best performances ever. Really? And so, but he he's he's just so clear. You can understand every word, you know. Mm-hmm. So then the contrast from Boom Howard's normal, you know, voice is kind of hilarious. It's it's so good. I love that. But uh, I guess that was kind of the point. Yeah, to make it so contrasting and everything. God, what a show! Can't wait to see what it's gonna be like when it comes back. Yeah. Oh man. So, see, I didn't know anything about that. I think you told me about that. Give me some information, man. What What are they planning on? Like a a whole reboot or a mini series or what? Let's see. This came out uh, May first. The show already or an article? It was an article that came out talking about how they announced in January that uh, the creators are making this new animation company and they're reviving it. Not that they're remaking it, that they're bringing it back and continuing it. So essentially picking up where they left off with, I believe, Cotton dying was pretty much the last, that was the last episode, wasn't it? Uh, I forget what they... Or the last, like, big thing I remember anyway. I forget what they had to do, but they had something that Luann had to be taken off of the series. I don't remember how they wrote her off, but they did. Oh, wait, I do remember that. Something about... Damn, I gotta... I'm gonna have to... That's on Hulu, I believe. Yeah, it is. I'm gonna have to... I'm gonna have to re... I'm gonna have to run through those, because uh, I haven't seen those in quite a while. But that was one of my favorite shows. I don't remember what happened in that to yeah, make her go away. I know that... Season of Tina Bell. Yeah. I know because, you know, Brittany Murphy dying. That was why. Yeah. Unfortunately. God, that... That's still a bummer to think about. Yeah, let's see what kind of episodes they got. Diabolic Shock is episode one. Bill didn't change his eating habits and went into a diabetic shock, I guess. See, I'm not even sure I've seen any of these episodes. No. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to watch all these again because I've never seen this last one. It's it's some good stuff. Oh, wait a minute. I've definitely seen the last episode. No, the fact, what kind of fucking order is this in? Hold on. <laughs> it showed me like a random one. Oh, so. It's saying that the last episode was when Bobby was inspecting the meat and, and he... Uh, like fell in love with a vegetarian or whatever. That sounds about right. I don't remember that being the last one, but that's pretty cool. Oh my god. I've definitely seen that one. <laughs> that was why I remembered her voice. I cannot believe I did not remember that. Who, the vegetarian girl? No, the voice of Bobby. Oh yeah, it is a woman, right? Yeah, I'm like... She did a, I believe she did several others in the show as well. Oh man. Yeah, she they did. They usually do, I mean, that would be a cool job, you know what? I forgot that she was in that show, too. Holy shit. What? Which one? So, she was in The Oblongs. Did you ever watch that? Uh, no. Oh, man. Sounds very interesting. I'm the, looking it up now. The Oblongs was, like, one of those weird adult cartoons that was on, like, Adult Swim, like, early 2000s. Oblongs, American Animated. Trying to see if I, anything rings a bell. The name sounds weirdly familiar, dude. Will Ferrell. Yep, he was the dad. She so was. So what's the, uh, Bobby Hill's name? Or the lady? Uh, Is that Jean Smart? Or no, Pamela? that's Pamela Siegel. Pamela Adlon. Yeah. Maybe she got married. Yeah, she has that. Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely remember. Oh dude, she's in a lot of shit. Wow. Dude, the one that blew my mind that I was like, oh my god, why the fuck did I not remember that? She's in fucking Recess. Well, you don't remember because you can't see her. Um, this is going to be a weird segue, but we definitely need to talk about it on this nostalgia episode, so i got to mention it because I will forget. Yeah. And me looking at her picture does not is not what made me think of this. I mean, it is, but I don't know why, because she's definitely not. Who was your first celebrity crush? Was mm-hmm. it Topanga, or was it earlier than that? Um. Damn, my first one. Or first, I mean, most memorable, you know, the one, everybody's got the one, right? Yeah, everybody's had one that stands out probably more than most. 
God. So I've always gone back and forth between Kelly Kapowski and Topanga. Um, I usually go with Kelly, though. I'm going to say about Adele. Yeah. I mean, she was... She was just awesome. Oh, my God. I can't even, like, begin to picture one at the moment. Everything is just like... How far back can you go? How far back can you go? What the fuck? <laughs> I can't even think most of this. I'm like, uh, what's some of the earliest stuff that I've ever watched? Uh... <laughs> I'm literally just looking up now. Millennial kids, celebrity crushes. See that kind of ring a bell? Oh my god. Dude. Kimberly, the pink power ranger. You, oh my god, dude! I can't believe I didn't mention her already. Oh my god, yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> like Jesus, dude. Oh, I had a weird thing for uh, Christina Ricci. Ricci, Ricci, oh, Yes, fucking Wednesday Adams. She was cool, man. Dude, yes. <laughs> Super cute. Brendan yeah. Fraser's on the list. Zach Morris, of course. Oh, I mean, even Xena. You remember Xena, right? Like, Lucy Lawless Xena? Or are we Xena talking... the Warrior Princess. Yeah, Lucy Lawless. Yeah, she's pretty good. Yeah, oh, my God. The original. Mm. I also have a few weird ones, like a few older ones. Because um, my dad would always have us watching... Gilligan's Island and shit. Mm-hmm. Or older shit. So, you know, both both of them on there. Um, Ginger, Marianne. I don't know their real names, but they were early on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably one that I totally didn't think about. That I'm like, yeah, yeah, she's probably one for sure. Fucking Christy Carlson Romano. Who? I'll have to look her up, man. Wow. I'm like, yep, that that's probably one. What is she from? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, is that dude's older sister, right? From Even Stevens. Even Stevens? Yep. Yeah, no, dude, she, yeah, definitely her. <laughs> fucking Ren Stevens, oh my god, dude. I mean, she's hot now, still. She's gotta be like, what, 50 years old? Or no, 38, wow. Yeah. God, she's only 38? Oh my god. Yeah, that's kind of crazy, actually. She seemed so mature back then. Yeah. She was also Kim Possible. That's dope. I, I didn't know that. God. I mean, I just read it just then, but... With, uh... Um, oh, my God. And then, of course, in our in our little, little bit later years, you know, Carmen Electra. Yep. Pam Anderson. Yeah, there were quite a few there. It got pretty weird there for a while. With the internet coming on, and yeah, Did Jennifer Aniston, of course. Yeah, a little yes. bit later, but Jennifer Aniston was definitely one. Uh, that's probably enough talking about women, actually. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We both have women. Exactly. It's all content, ladies. <laughs> I don't fuck with none of those bitches. Uh -huh. They're not real. <laughs> well, you talk about anymore. celebrities there. <laughs> celebrities are like a step up above what everybody else is. So it's like you talk about that, and that's like you know unachievable I, stuff. Yeah, I think that's like a given in like seventy-five percent of relationships. Like, not mine, um, <laughs> but I've had some in the past where you know we both we had 
never like a list before, you know, like top three, like if you ever meet this person, go Your for freebies, it. Freebies, yeah. Yeah. I but know I wish that bitch would. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fucked up. I'm sorry. That's pretty good, though. Yeah, so that was pretty fucking funny right there. So, I've talked about me having nostalgia for certain things and going on all that kind of stuff. Do you have anything You're about to put me on the spot, man? That gives you any type of nostalgia. I mean, you know, I'm I'm kind of I don't hate nostalgia. I'm not I'm totally against it, which that's obviously a weird statement, but like I think the reason like I think it's just kind of a weird thing to hang on to because we're just remembering things a little differently like realistically nothing was as good as we remember and the shit now for the kids is probably just as good you know um so that's one reason i've always kind of been like eh, whatever but i do get randomly nostalgic a lot um usually about maybe video games or playing video games with my brothers or, or with my growing up with my brothers especially mm-hmm. um, like all we would do was wrestle <laughs> like and we were characters you know we had each had characters you know we had our own moves we, you know like we were fucking serious you know oh yeah and and every night we'd be wrestling well not every night but you, you know you bet your ass Monday Night Raw was on in the background and then switching back and forth between that and fucking Monday Nitro real nostalgic about wrestling that's probably one of my bigger ones cause I mean we all watched it together and did it together for so long yeah and then with the network being like it is you know when I'm able to show my kid you know, the shit that I watched growing up, and he's, like, blown away, you know? It's, uh, it's pretty fucking cool. Oh, man, just thinking about, like, the old Monday Night Nitro intro, just watching that. You're hyped just thinking about it. Hype thinking about that, fucking... The Attitude Era, Raw's War, that was so good. Oh, yeah. Did you hear me though? Yeah, music. Music. Oh man. Like, I, I swear this is gonna sound dumb, and it's probably like this for everybody. But like, I swear, just I remember every like key moment in my childhood having some music playing, and I remember each song and each situation. You know, like it's it's just tied to that moment like forever. You know. Yeah, like. I mean, not every song, obviously, but. I mean, everybody literally has a soundtrack of their life that they can play, and it is the background to whatever has happened to them. It's crazy, dude. We just literally are like, we're the same fucking people just over and over and over, but we seek out things that validate us, you know? Yeah. We feel like we have to. Like, most of the music I listen to... Uh, I mean, not so much anymore, um, which I still listen to all of it, but, like, a lot of the music that I love, like, some of my top songs of all time are about men being fucking pieces of shit, you know? Yeah. Like, because for so long, I thought I was a piece of shit, so I, like, almost embraced it for a while, and, I mean, it's fucking bizarre, really, but music is weird. I don't have to have a whole episode about that. Oh yeah, we'll definitely That'll probably have be a to do that. Too, actually. That would be pretty good. Like, God. We could turn that into a series or something. Yeah, we could definitely look at that being a series as well. What kind of music were you listening to growing up there, Jacob? <sighs> well, I mean, and, and for that, what do you listen to now, actually? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I understand this fucking liberal fucking god kid from the middle of goddamn nowhere man yeah basically that was about what it was growing up you know I pretty much knew 
a whole bunch of like that 90s country because of course that's what was going around then my mom probably hated it uh, i mean you know you listen to enough of it you're just like yeah you know it's fine appreciate it for what it is most of the time like a relaxy beach song or a breakup song like it it gets the point across you know yeah i'm not a big fan of 90s country to be honest i mean that's like the last bit of country that i'll dive into because everything after that just gets even worse yeah that's what i was gonna say is everything after that 90s country is really what started the pop country trend you know like it it wasn't explicitly pop country then but it was getting that there's all kinds of hints you know and then which i know that sounds petty but fuck pop country no i'm kidding (laughs) southern pop yeah but like i did that for a while sorry and then um you know, my mom was an 80s kid, so she grew up on, like, hair metal and oh, nice. stuff like that. So I had an appreciation for, like, Motley Crue and stuff like that. So I was listening to that pretty young. And then, uh, you know, a sign of the times in the 90s growing up and listening rap. to rap a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody that was a goth kid or looks like me now, was <laughs> into rap in the 90s, skateboarded, and then went through the emo phase. So. Oh, yeah, dude, the skateboarders that listen to rap, dude, they were some hardcore motherfuckers, dude. Like, oh, my God, I would listen I didn't to fuck that. With them. I fucked with them, but I wouldn't fuck with them because I knew they were about it, usually. Yeah, and then it was into rap, and then it was, like, progressively getting into more, like, of the punky rock alternative stuff that was coming out then and then it went into emo and then it went into death metal and death core and everything heavy and hard and screaming and all that kind of stuff which is whenever i was in a band so that's what we played so (laughs) currently or no no that was uh like oh six to what you played in the band that was uh rhythm guitar yeah. yeah, I'm still still on my to-do list. I've been, to be honest with you, I've picked that guitar up about ten times since I got it. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, you get the time, get you mess day, with it, yeah. yeah. But um, I did that for a while. I started diving really back deep into the 80s music, uh, probably when I was working at GM, so like 2016 was when I was getting really reintroduced back into some of that and hitting that nostalgia of the 90s. I've definitely noticed over the years with our conversations, you know, I'll come up and ask you, like, I'll be having a conversation with somebody else and we can't remember a song, like, and we'll come up and ask you and, and you'll you'll help us figure it out or you'll know it right away. Uh, you definitely have a, a much more um, varied uh, music knowledge than, than most people would expect or than I expected. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I mean, no, to be honest, I mean, not don't mean that in a bad way, but I just figured, you know, probably the same type of punkish, you know, maybe rock type shit, you know? Yeah. But, but uh, uh, you're a little poppy yourself. Yep. I mean, now, like, if I was to say if I listened to anything in particular more than anything, I've, I mean, K pop was it for a while. For real? Yep. I remember talking to you about it. Like, so that's like, um, fuck, what's their name? Hold on, don't. B, what is it? BTS? You yeah. To them? Well, I mean, I listen to them, but like, that's my wife's Are group. They, yeah, I've, I noticed uh, the women love those guys. What? <laughs> so they're like the Backstreet Boys? And, I mean, it's a little bit. They're a little bit more hardcore than what the Backstreet Boys were. Like, hardcore. Korea is no joke when they go into entertainment. Like, no joke. <laughs> Oh, dude, it's it's like it's so real to them. Well, I mean, it is real. Like over well, here, I, mean, I know, but like everything is about that, you know. Yeah. Like if you're in that industry, and they have to be those people, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, Which is dope. I love it. Like you get recruited, and then you go and you live with all of these different trainees, and you train for years, and then eventually, hopefully, you might mm-hmm. make it into a group. And if you make it into an idol group, then 
you know, you've basically made it. We're not going to jump off of this, but I just had a perfect thing to bring up for the nostalgia episode because mm. you said um, like the like auditioning or whatever for the boy bands or being selected or whatever. Yeah. You remember that Simpsons episode? <laughs> Ivan Yet Nihaj. Yep. Yep. I'm doing subliminal messaging and shit. <laughs> to join the else. Navy. Sorry, I had to bring that up, dude. Because that's all I was thinking about as soon as we said they have to be those characters and they're like auditioning and, and being recruited. Yep. I was like, wait, there's an episode about that on something. Yep. Well, sorry. That's, sorry. That's what I'll happens with that. <laughs> Continue but, uh, for the fifteenth time. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're fine, but like, I, I think that's what I would be listening to now. I'm still listening to a bunch of '80s and '90s stuff most of the time and 2000s. How are you on uh, with grunge? You like you like a little bit of grunge, don't you? Yeah, it. Uh, the grunge to me is a very like tricky thing because I think a lot of those groups get way too much like a love and appreciation when they're not that great when someone dies you know yeah like nirvana was not very good (laughs) see that was my thing too but i will say about grunge i've never seeked out a grunge song ever but i can say with almost certainty that every grunge song i've ever heard i've at least enjoyed yeah but I've never wanted to look it up again or look up another one, you know, for some reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like, you know, whenever you think grunge, you automatically think Nirvana. Yeah, exactly. And I think that ruins it for me because I've always hated them. Yeah, they're, they're very overrated. But then you also have groups like Soundgarden, which would be grunge. Oh, I like a few of theirs, yes. Um... Pearl Jam is grunge. Pearl Jam, too. I know I've been listening. One song Craig showed me a couple weeks ago, Like a Slave. Um, Audio Garden? Is that right? No, that's Audio Slave. Audio Slave. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. My bad. That's uh, Chris Cornell of Soundgarden. And everybody else. I love it. (laughs) And everybody else from Range Against the Machine. I love that that song so much, dude. It's it's all right. I don't know what it is. I love it, though. It's a lot better than listening to Velvet Revolver, I will say that. Like, ugh. Well, they have a few. That was ridiculous. Oh, and Stone Temple Pilots. I cannot stand it, them. That's one of their songs. I cannot stand them at it's all. one of their songs, but I was way off. My bad. Oh. Name, name their famous song. What is it? It was Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. Plush. Plush. I fucking love that song. I cannot stand Dude's Voice. That is the problem. <laughs> It is so bad. I think that's why I like it. I don't know. I haven't heard it in a while, but it used to be one of my favorites. Yeah. And then Alice in Chains is considered grunge, but they were more yeah. metal. Give me a song. Oh, man. Rooster, Them Bones. Oh, I actually have listened to Rooster. Man in the Box. I didn't like it. Is that Alice in Chains? Yeah. Wait, no. Yeah, that's Alice in Chains. My brother likes them, I think. They were at my, my first brother, concert. Like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Was it wild? How old were you? I was seven, I believe. Oh, wow. I think it was for my seventh birthday. Your mom, your mom was a fucking a rocker. Yeah, my first concert was the reunion tour of KISS. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. My they first were... concert was Haystack when I was like 16. Damn. It was fun as hell, though. Oh, yeah. When you get older, to go into concerts is so fun. <laughs> How old were you with? The, oh yeah, dude. How old were you when you went to the Kiss thing? Seven. Cause I want to say Cameron, one of his. Uh, I'm doing a lot of name dropping. My bad. <laughs> um, I want to say his first concert was Kiss or like fucking Led Zeppelin or some crazy shit like that. Could have been Def Leppard too. And that, well, actually, that doesn't make sense, cause. Unless he went with his dad, because his mom would not have allowed that. <laughs> so you, you've been to a lot of concerts, then? I've been to a few. been to a few yeah, different venues and stuff. I mean, hell, you see, I went to one on a Wednesday. Yeah. And still brought everybody back to work. <laughs> the next morning, on time. What a fucking leader, right? Yep, exactly. 
That's how you fucking do it, buddy. I've driven to Atlanta for a concert. Oh, wow, really? Yep. Ooh. Uh, Slayer and Manson. Oh, wow. Yep. Manson. Dude, Manson's crazy on stage. You've seen Manson? Yep. I've heard I've heard it's a pretty crazy show. They, uh, they had to cut his set down because Slayer played for an hour and a half. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, that's like when we went to see Guns, um, there was no opener. I read something that ZZ Top was supposed to open, that somebody was sick. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but, dude, Guns, I swear... It felt like at least they played for three and a half hours, and they might have legitimately played for at least three. I'm like, they have that big it was of a incredible dude. They have that big of a library that they could play for three hours. Well, yeah, but you know, you also got to remember they do the long version of several songs, long version of "Knocking on Heaven's Door." Fuck. They November get the piano Rain. out. Yeah, November Rain. They get the piano out, and he does November Rain. And I'll say another fucking dope thing about Slash. The whole time, the entire fucking time, I bullshit you not, that man was on stage fucking playing guitar, dude. Not once did he go backstage to get water, to change his outfit, to change his hat. Like, Axel went back, <clears throat> like, every, after every song, basically, and, like, changed his hat or his outfit or his boots or something. Yeah. Dude, Slash was out there for three fucking hours, just getting it dude it was awesome that's sweet um, sorry I went off on a little no no you're good man it was just that fucking good dude and I caught his pick dude that's sweet that's I've ever showed you that sick. I don't think you have but that's that's awesome it's I went to the best concert I've ever been to yeah I would say that the Manson concert was the best one god it was awesome like any rock concert yeah man they're so good I went to a uh, like metal festival in 07 or 08 up in Kentucky. Oh, wow, you were a fucking one of those kids. Wow. Yeah, I went to, they had it outside of this like sanatorium in Kentucky. Sanatorium. That was nuts. Yeah, there's like, there's like this infamous sanatorium in Louisville and it was outside of it like in this big like open area. They had this festival and shit and it was, God, it so was were they wicked. playing off that or? I don't know, like, nobody was able to go over there, because that shit's haunted as fuck, but, uh... Well, yeah, I mean... But, I got to see Lamb of God, I got to see Hatebreed, Chimera, Guar, Guar was awesome, oh my god. So pretty much all the, um, big, like, heavy, heavy, well, I fucking think of them as, like, super heavy, but I don't really know any of them, like, I know, I've heard of all of them. I don't think I could name a song or even would recognize them. Yeah. But I know they're pretty fucking heavy. The thing, the thing that was awesome about that was seeing Guar, and like one of the guys that I went to the show with, he had a light gray shirt on, right? And it's like, I think it was July or August, one of those two months, and um, he's just sweating balls. Well, I mean, it was hot, but it was also at night, and Guar gets on stage, and that was, like, the most intense pit that I've ever been inside of, because the entire, oh, the entire crowd is just moving and swaying and going back and forth and How side to side. Uh, 18. Wow. You yeah. were loving it, huh? Oh, it was great. I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of this pit, dude. Like, I am not in this right now. And we get out, and the thing about Guar, if you've never seen them... They're like, Where'd they get wild? they're supposed to look like aliens because they're from a different planet, you know? So they're dressed up in these costumes and shit. And, uh, I just tell it. I'm going to look them up real quick. <laughs> and like their lead singer before he died, he used to have this, <laughs> he used to have a fucking penis that would come out and it was just like this big gigantic fucking thing. Oh, and, um, holy shit. You were not leaving that show without getting covered in something. Like, they would kill people on stage, and blood would go out on the crowd, and they would just spray random shit, and he would ejaculate, yeah, and it was great. Right now, and like, yeah, that's pretty intense, just the costumes alone. Yeah. The thing so what the fuck, what does a band that looks like that, what do they sing about? <laughs> just dumb, stupid stuff. That's usually what metal was about. Death, like, yeah, like, um, formed in Richmond, Virginia. 
Not a chance in hell. <laughs> okay, here's one for you. That's gotta be wrong, right? No, that's right. Have you <laughs> Have you ever heard of the group Slipknot? Oh yeah, of course. Okay. Do Never you, listened to them. Do you know where they're from? Oh god. Mississippi, right? No. Gotta be. Nope. Where? <laughs> like one of the most random fucking states you could think of. Oh, uh, Idaho? Close. Wyoming. Iowa. I oh fuck. That's what yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, that doesn't make sense, but well, I mean they I named one of their albums that, heavy. but yeah. They're pretty heavy too, right? Yeah, they're ridiculous. I believe I could recognize them, probably. I don't actually I don't know if I know any of their songs. Probably not. I would figure that probably if you not. knew anything by them, it would be anything by Stone Sour. Stone Sour? Yeah. That was like their lead singer and like a couple of different guys from the group and some other people playing. Oh yeah, I don't. That does not sound familiar. Even the name really. Psychosocial. Oh, I've definitely heard of that song. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really seeing much of. That was, that was nuts. And then you know. What was the other band? What was their other one? Stone Sour. I'll look them up real quick, but yeah, not. Not any bells. Yeah, if you've heard, listened to one of the songs, you probably know it. But uh, yeah, that was me, my whole musical journey as a lad. Well, you you know the gist of mine, right? Yeah, you're pretty my eclectic mom. when it comes to most of that stuff too. Hey, who the who the fuck did we hire this week? What's his name? I can't ask him because I've already talked to him a few times. <sighs> You know, it's we, not Bill, right? We already fired Bill, didn't we? Yeah, we fired Bill. We had to let Jimmy go because he just he oh, just had God nothing. Is this fucking body, dude? <sighs> Maybe. I think it is a Bobby, and we should not have hired a Bobby. I, I don't remember signing off on that. I think I just let you have it. I was like, man, I don't I don't care. Just pick somebody. Good fucking decision, because this guy. I mean, I've had to look up several things. I don't know what the fuck he's doing over there. <laughs> I I don't know, man. We're gonna have to make sure it it works out well. It is not working out well, Jacob. Yeah, we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to figure he's something else out. He's not even gonna make out. it to the end of the episode. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs>